Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, Oscars, trailers, uh, a bunch of other stuff. My name is DJ Woldridge, and with me, as always, is the rockin' Roxy Stryer. Roxy, how are you doing today? Rockin'. Rockin'. You're rockin'. Around the Christmas tree? No. What month is it? Why not? Who's to say? (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. Uh, there's no way to find out. There's no way to check. Um, but uh, I do know that as of this recording, uh, the Oscars are either approaching or have just passed, depending on when uh, you are listening to this. Uh, and you're like, wait, wh- what are you talking about? Well, you could have watched this episode live with us at Friday at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. And you would have been all with all the cool kids like Wendy Esclin, Caesar, and Leonard Kim. I also want to mention on the Patreon right now, there is a special episode I did with Dan Larson from Toy Galaxy talking about action figures and collectibles and that stuff, which was really cool. Uh, Also, if you are on our Discord, you are going to be getting um, new announcements from my new comic, an early sneak peek. Uh, I'm recording some some bonus podcast stuff to talk about that, go into the story of that, uh, uh, and we're going to want your questions uh, so we can we can inform you guys on what the new comic is. I'm going to be doing that with my co-writer and the artist on the project, so that's really exciting. So for all of that and to watch this live and all that stuff, do that at patreon.com slash only stupid answers but today we are going to be talking about uh the fact that i guess disney and sony are bffs now and what that could possibly mean for future spider-man movies we're going to be talking about uh oscar movies and 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 award show stuff now let's get into what we're into this week roxy let's talk about that shang chi trailer i'm going to start referring to it as shang chi the coverage i saw said that that i guess is the correct way to pronounce it uh roxy you've heard it, it the way i was pronouncing it is correct shang chi i'm gonna so yeah this is what keeps happening and dj maybe you'll be excited for me about one part of this yeah um on air i was referring to it as shang chi and and i was referring to the star of shang chi as simu liu yes and everybody was like of different minds. Mm-hmm. It's Shang-Chi and it's Simu Lu. So Simu has officially put out that I was correct, that it yes. is Simu Lu, and also started following me on Twitter. Just saying. What? Just saying. On the best day of Simu's life, mm-hmm. he started following me yeah. on Twitter. It was the best day of my life. Yes, um, I get it. So, but, but we don't have official confirmation because a lot of my friends that I trust in the space are telling me, no, it is Shang-Chi. Yeah. Like that, like it might not be pronounced. S-A-N-G might not always be pronounced Shang, but for this character and the way that it's always been said, it's Shang-Chi. And then there are people who are like, that's just wrong. It's Shang. You guys are all pronouncing it wrong. So I don't know. I I continue to hear Shang Chi, but now I've heard people be like, "Stop doing that at Shang Chi." I think uh, I was doing this with um, Raya and the Last Dragon. Everybody was calling it <laughs> Raya, and then we saw the movie, and it was like, "Oh, actually, this is Raya." Mm-hmm. I 
I think that we will have an answer at some point. I'm actually kind I just of, don't know if it will be soon enough to not make me look like an idiot. <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of, with all that in mind, I'm actually kind of genuinely surprised that they didn't say the name in the trailer to start the like, hey, by the way, we're talking about it now. This is what it is. Um, maybe they were trying to avoid like, I know when like the Venom trailer first dropped, everybody was like, symbiote? Like, what? you know what I mean? Like it threw some people. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to avoid that, but it's like, you are going to want to jump on that early so that we all know because there's people like me that have been referring to it as Shang-Chi their whole life and I would Forever. like to, I would like to know if I was wrong because uh, you're reading it. I don't yeah. think I've ever he's not it's, it's not like he has a huge media presence I've only just been reading it I've never heard somebody pronounce it uh, yeah, it happens all of the time to me like where I've been reading a name forever and I'm just wrong about it that happens all the time because that's medium but for this in particular as he is about to be like the pinnacle of MCU moving forward. I think that, but when they made the announcements, did they not say Shang Chi? Good question. Good question. I, I would assume we we need the detectives to go back, right? Because he, he Cause we I, would I, have acknowledged if they hadn't. We would have been like, oh wow, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And what? And maybe it was they they just announced the movie, and then when they got. Asian creators on board to make the movie. Those creators were like, "Yeah, this isn't how this would work." Um, yeah, and so that's why I'm. I just need, yeah, I'm gonna. I need to be told by somebody in charge, and somebody in charge who's not a, a white boy, one time <laughs> how it's pronounced, yes. and then that's what it is. You know. Yeah, I think that's not, why. Neither are difficult to say. I just don't know the actual pronunciation. Exactly. Exactly. So please inform <laughs> me. Please and thank you. But I will say, so wait, so it, uh, we are confirmed it's Simu Liu. Yeah, like L-I Liu. Cool, like cool, 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 cool. A quick Liu at the end, Simu Liu. Um, so obviously, uh, especially for somebody like me who'd never seen Kim's Convenience, he came in as kind of an unknown. Um, I know like I, 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 I was, didn't get you on that DJ you, you did I haven't watched it yet and I didn't I definitely didn't watch it prior to the announcement of him of him getting being announced as as the guy. And, what are you busy or something? I uh, know, but I was a little bit. I, on the one hand, cool not hiring a comic actor, somebody that 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 you know can play the different sides of the character. But I was a little bit nervous because Shang Chi, in the Marvel comics, is the guy. Like he can beat all of the other guys. He is the master of kung fu. He is like I, I, people fans can debate this to the whatever, whatever. But if any given character is in a fight with Shang Chi. Chang-Chi should probably win, like realistically. And so it's like this it's his one it's his one bit. It's his one thing. He's the best fighter in that Marvel universe. So it's like the fights in this are going to have to you're they're going to have to be good. Like they're they're going to have so to So you be must good. have felt really good after this trailer. I did. I did because not only for, for one it's it's on the one hand, you know, there's not a lot of like name recognition for Shang-Chi and but I th- even think that the director mentioned this, there's also a lot more leeway to do whatever the hell you want. Like nobody because there there's not a lot of expectation with what you're supposed to do with the character. He's the master of kung fu, his dad's evil. That's basically it. Once you get that down, you're kind of good to go and so seeing where, like I was blown away. This is a character that I've liked, but I don't necessarily like follow. Like I'm not passionate about him. This trailer, this two minutes made me care about this character, made me care about his story, made me impressed with his prowess, made me buy into it. The the scenes of him 
training as a young man, like when they're smacking his head with a stick and everything, it's like, oh, I buy this. And then when you see the brief scenes of, of fighting, like it's like, oh, this is going to be rad. I'm impressed with what they're doing here. I'm so stoked for this movie. Roxy, what were your feelings watching the trailer? Well, I obviously did have a little background on him from Kim's Convenience, but what we see of him there, other than his abs, <laughs> uh, is that he's just got sick timing. Yeah. He's got incredible timing. And I will take a person with timing in any role over over somebody with chops going into a comedic role. Like, yeah. if you've got great timing, that usually bodes really well for you in any role, even yeah. though if he's coming from a comedy. And so I, A, have seen that he's been able to play this, like, goofy kind of jockey dude uh but uh, somebody who's just so nice to look at mm-hmm. uh, and and quick and just with it at all times and know that that kind of actor usually translates really well but i also dj had never seen him do a jump split kick in the air mm-hmm. so i was i was curious how all of that was going to look and luckily the trailer looked sick yeah I think it got a lot of people excited about this movie that weren't previously excited about this. I also, as somebody who's following Simu on Twitter, have been checking out how involved he is getting in the Marvel universe. And like he, he tweeted about, he tweeted about Falcon and the Winter Soldier last night immediately. Mm -hmm. And I was really excited to see that. And because I think he's just full blown diving into this world, you know, this is a this is a man who's got a big job on his hand, and at two in the morning, he's up tweeting about Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I think he's just really, really involved. And also, I love that he still is obsessed and reps Kim, Kim Kim's convenience, even though obviously that's a much smaller property than what he's working on now. Yeah, he tweeted out him as uh, him like the cover of what looks like uh, actually I'll just show it to you uh, the cover of Shang Chi. But at, yeah. with all the Kim's convenience characters, mm-hmm. it was like, which one of you geniuses did this? You know, so I really like I like what he's doing right now. I like that he seems really invested. I think the trailer looked incredible. I love Aquafina. Yeah, I think that she also is somebody who has great timing, and she has not disappointed me in a single thing. And so, yeah, this cast looks great. The action looked great. I think the storyline is going to be really interesting. I love familial drama. Yeah. Uh, just in general, in, in movies, I'm really, really invested in in family drama. And when you have a dad who's telling you one thing and you're going against that thing and we've got a scene in which you're fighting with your sister and, you know, all of those things that make me think you are going astray from the family and that is hard and you can have love for people, but not like for people. And what does that look like? And all of those things that ground superhero movies Mm -hmm. in a way that we can relate. So I thought this did a great job of telling us what the story is going to be about a little bit because we need an origin story here to some extent. It's not like this is Batman and we're watching (laughs) the pros fall for the 80th time, but also it was like, we're not going to give you everything. Y'all already know a little bit about the Ten Rings. So these are some seeds. This is what's happening here. We're sprinkling this in. We're sprinkling that in. And yeah, for all those reasons, this was just totally, this totally worked for me. Yeah. 
100%. In other Marvel news, I want to say this briefly. We did get uh, what appears to be confirmation that Russell Crowe is playing uh, uh, Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder, which, of course, had people like chomping at the bit like, wait, could we be getting Hercules? I will say, you know, who who is like Thor is, yes, a, a figure from mythology, but also a prominent uh, Avenger and Marvel hero. I will say that... Thor recently has kind of been stealing Hercules's shtick from the comics. The kind of like drinking, bro-y, comedic, that thing has not really been Thor's thing in the comics, but it has been working really well for Thor in the movies. So I kind of don't know if we introduced Hercules. I kind of don't know what role he would fill that would make him distinct from Thor, but they'll figure it out. You know, they'll figure it out. But how long, how many seconds, minutes, et cetera, do you think Russell Crowe is going to be in this movie? That's for? a great question because I know, you know, the, the the reveal of him being a part of the movie, the speculation started seeing him hanging around with the cast and crew, which I also think includes Isla Fisher was one of the people hanging out. So now is she in the movie? I don't know. Uh, the villain has been confirmed to be Gore the God Butcher. I would assume Zeus being killed is part of the God Butchering. Um I'm going to assume not a lot. He's stating his truth. I am the God butcher. Mm-hmm. He's a God. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm butchering him. Um, so I don't think a lot. I will say I am slightly concerned about how many cameos are supposed to be in this movie. <laughs> there's There's been a lot of people like, how long are the Guardians going to be in this movie? How long? Whatever. Uh, we've got to get Matt Damon going to be showing. Yeah. Matt Damon's going to be showing up. We got at some point we got to get to Natalie Portman becoming four. Like, I, 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 we'll see. I'm going to assume not a lot. What do you think? I'm I'm hoping not many minutes. Cool. Based on I'm going to assume based on feelings toward that actor or yeah yeah okay yeah. okay yeah. Right. fair enough fair enough fair enough. Um, He's a very talented talented man as a lot of actors are. Just doesn't. He's got. He's said some things. That mm-hmm. I just hope he let's keep, let's keep it brief. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But now let's segue into we're, we're talking about a couple things today, um, and uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time, just a little bit of time with each of them. Obviously, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, if you're watching it live on Friday or if you're listening to it on Monday or after, the Oscars have either are coming or have arrived. Uh, so, but you know, for, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, clearly Rox and I have watched it. We know who won, but for spoilers for you, we're not going to spoil who did it. Um, yeah, Oscar, the award shows should not be spoiled. The award shows should not be spoiled. You need to watch them. You don't look up later and see who won what. Um, so avoiding kind of like predictions and stuff like that. I know Roxy, you've been going through and watching them. I've watched some of the some of the best picture noms. I think the only ones I'm missing are I should have had a list up. I'm crazy. I'm not doing my job. I don't have the list up right here. Um, the only ones I'm missing so far are Minari and The Father as far as best picture nominees. Um, so got- you have you have seen 
Sound of Metal, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of Chicago 7, and Nomadland. Yes. Or I should say I've seen as, uh, as much as I'm going to watch of Mank. Yep. And so you, you are missing Minari and the father. Yes. And, and like you, I've heard, I, I've heard wonderful things about Minari. I'm very excited to uh, check that out. I've heard good things about the father. I'm probably not going to check that. I don't, I don't know if that one's going to be at the top of my list. Yep. So I, I did DJ last night, watch Minari in preparation for our conversation today, because especially after um, hearing how incredible this was, from everybody, I know, and I know that you and I both were very skeptical about the, the not skeptical, um, hesitant to spend the twenty dollars, not because <laughs> the movie wasn't going to be good, but just because, because twenty dollars is a lot of money. It is. Uh, what I will say, and this might bum you out, DJ, is that oh god, it's worth every cent. No, I mean yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, this movie, this movie got me, DJ. I, whoa, whoa. I watched this right before I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I, I was like, wow. I mean, to talk about two different themes and tones or whatever, but this, oh God, DJ, it was so good. You know, when you watch a movie and you're just like, that's what movies are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That movie was so good. So good. And it's, it's no secret again if you guys have been listening to me for years i have a hard time with uh, subtitle movies i am partially dyslexic and when i go and see them in theaters i'm a really really slow reader mm-hmm. and i i have a really really hard time like a dumbass american um keeping up and so you know for something like last year parasite yeah. i needed to have not watched that in theaters i needed to have watched that at home because i need to pause uh i'm not quick enough to mm. keep up with movies that's just the reality of my situation yeah so i i am so happy because this movie was so simple and poignant and beautiful that i didn't even know that it was a, you don't even realize you're reading and everything is up for long enough and the font was clear and big enough i know those are stupid things but if you were somebody like me who's who's nervous about subtitles yeah. which is a stupid thing to be nervous about but no, i do but I get because it. i just no, I get um it. this one just did a great job of like it was it was awesome uh the the themes of the movie are are great you know how everybody kind of has the relationship that they like best in films like a lot of people love a father-son relationship or whatever i'm big on grandma grandma mm-hmm. relationships and so and obvi- for obvious reasons it doesn't take a genius to know how close I am with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and you know, I just come from dinner with her to then watch this. So the grandma on this movie is incredible. And so I love that relationship. I also just love that this, this didn't try to reinvent the wheel. It just told a beautiful, simple story. So well, the acting was phenomenal mm-hmm. i mean just phenomenal and i I, ke- I feel like i keep changing my mind because when i started watching all these movies promising young woman was i was like that's the movie and then i was like it sounded metal mm-hmm. and now after last night i'm like but is it minari yeah i, I i'm kind of up between sound of metal and minari although I, I also have not seen the father those are my two right now that i'm like damn 
for different reasons, these movies just both so deserve to be acknowledged. Yeah, for me, obviously, I have not seen Minari yet. You've got me very excited to see it. I'm also a big fan of Steven Yoon. He's so incredibly talented. He's uh, so good yeah. in it. Oh, my God, DJ. He's so good in this. He's He was in a Korean film called Burning that he was really excellent in. Um, and, and it's just crazy to see his career transition from The Walking Dead to to what he's doing now. And, and it's interesting because on the flip side of it, on the one hand, he's doing um, uh, these Oscar-nominated films, but he's also doing a lot of voice acting and a lot of really cool animated projects. Uh, very talented dude. Uh, I did watch Sound of Metal. Uh, blown away. Blown away. Uh, really loved how Grounder was. Really loved how... how um, connected it was to that community uh i did you know like i did take a second to start looking up like okay how is because it feels really genuine but i'm a hearing person watching this so i i had yeah, to look so up I, like how, what's the response like because i don't want to be one of these like it's great and then the deaf community's like actually that's what i told sucks. you yeah 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 they use so many people from the deaf with a capital d community as like um, you know, people involved in the project and yeah. casting, whatever. So yeah, it, se- it seems to me at least how I don't know how your research is, but that people are really responding positively from the community. Same, and and you talk about subtitles. Apparently, the the movie is meant to be subtitled for obviously when they sign, but also for the deaf community watching when people are speaking verbally. Uh, and I was also interested, uh, Paul. I believe it's about Paul Rassi who played Joe, mm-hmm. who's the guy that runs the thing. While he is hearing, he was raised his parents, by yeah, he's yeah, raised by deaf parents, and he's yeah. fluent in sign language. And when I was reading about it, the director was very big, like different actors were originally cast as the two leads. And he was very dedicated to getting people as dedicated as he was. And that when you see language like that, it makes me a little bit nervous. Like, what do you, what does that mean? Like, what are are you expecting from these people? But then you find out like Riz Ahmed was spending like three hours a day learning sign language, three hours a day learning drumming, three hours a day working out and then spending the rest of his day with his acting coach. I'm like, oh, that's what you mean. And it, it, it matters specifically. Matters. The drumming, obviously, you know, you want you want that to look believable, but more importantly, the sign language. More importantly, that that stuff. Um, God, and and also, Roxy, I don't know how often this happens with you, but like there'll be a lot of times when I'm watching a movie, I'm like, oh, this is where you end it. This this moment. This is your moment. This is where you cut and the, the black. And it did. It did. It and was it like did. this is I, it. This I is the moment. The same thing. I thought the exact same thing because like, do they? do the i don't want to give spoilers but yeah you're not you're not sure what's going to happen next mm-hmm. your brain goes in a couple directions as in life when it comes to relationships and yeah. whatever you're not positive what's going to happen next he's not positive what's going to happen next she's nobody knows but it was the perfect moment to end it this movie really is incredible and and has some of the best sound design in any movie i've ever heard yes as i felt ridiculously claustrophobic and like i was losing my senses like yeah. it was so it was so so well done dj and riz Ahmed is just incredible in it olivia cook is phenomenal as well yeah um speaking of the walking dead there's also the teacher that i loved in this lauren ridloff is uh the actress's name she plays diane and she is just she's excellent and she is uh deaf and uh is connie in the walking dead and is also in this and i was like crazy plays a uh, deaf character in the walking dead also and i was like whoa this woman is effing talented and apparently she's gonna be in um uh eternals so cool i have no idea 
what because speaking of Eternals, you know, obviously um, the director of Nomadland is, uh, is directing the Eternals, Chloe Zhao. And it's just like, well, I don't know what to expect from that movie. Like, I just, I just, I just genuinely don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know either. I, I want to jump into Nomadland for a second, though, DJ, as you just brought it up, because speaking of communities, yeah, lo- loving what's, you know, I think that with Minari and Sound of Metal, they have fully embraced their communities, and their communities have fully embraced them. I'm hearing the opposite about Nomadland. Yeah. I am, t- tell me more about that because I heard a little bit about this. I'm hearing from the nomads that they're like, this is not an accurate representation of our experience. Interesting. And this is not what it looks like. And this does not show the difficulties. Um, and there's also a lot of controversy with uh, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that was interesting because I actually liked this movie a lot. Same. I watched this movie and I was like, wow, this is really good. It's really well directed. Obviously, Frances McDormand has never pulled out a bad performance in her entire life. Yeah, so she's really good. I was like, oh, and then as I do or as you do, DJ, yeah. I always I'm a curious person. So I'm looking it up and then I was like, wait. But critically, this movie is so I mean, people are loving this, but community wise, people are like, what the F? And so I was surprised by that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to spend more time with that because that is a bummer because I also really enjoyed um, that movie as well. For me, those are, I think right now it is not having seen Minari. For me, you said your top three, it's Sound of Metal, Judas and the Black Messiah and Nomadland. And I think it's- Judas was so good too. So good. So good. Uh, But I think as far as what impacted, man, they're all so good. But I think uh, uh, if I just had to choose the one I liked the most, it'd be Sound of Metal. Like that, that really impacted me watching that mm-hmm. movie. Um, but it's interesting. It's just an interesting lineup because of, of everything that's going on. Um, and who knows what it would look like had it not been a COVID year. Um, I know, yeah, we have a question here from STS2884. Any Oscar snubs you want to mention or complain about? Was there anything that's, that you've watched in the past year that was not nominated that surprises you or you feel like warranted it? I think it's a fair question. A lot of people were talking about Palm Springs, which I liked, but was not in any way, shape, or form like this needs to be acknowledged. Yeah, the, the Andy Samberg comedy? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, I, I really enjoy it. it. That's a weird thing. We, I, I, this leads to finish your thought, but this does lead to another question we have that I think is interesting when we talk about award shows. So that, um, but to me, a movie, there was a movie that I loved that got no buzz. It's not even that I think it should have been nominated for an Oscar, but it got no buzz. And that's on the rocks. Did you see that movie? No. On the Rocks was a movie starring Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, and it was an Apple TV. Was it called Apple TV Plus? Apple yes, TV. Yes, yes, I think TV so. Plus. It was an Apple TV Plus movie that I effing loved this past year. And again, I don't think that it was necessarily an Oscar-y kind of movie because it's so small. Yeah. But I do think that there were movies that were missed this year from being spoken about. Yeah. at all mm-hmm. and so that that's one that stood out to me as like wow i love it's a it's a sofia coppola movie okay it uh she wrote and directed it and it is just a really it's a father daughter bill murray and rashida jones father mm-hmm. daughter movie that 
is really good. And I was like, why did nobody see this? Yeah. Well, maybe so, Apple TV Plus. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how that stuff plays out. I know for me, when it comes to the Oscars, like watching these movies, I'm genuinely kind of surprised. And I don't know if it fell within the award season or whatever, but um, The Assistant starring... Oh, I still didn't see that, but yeah. did you, I don't know that it was eligible this year because wasn't it 2019? Yeah, but I think you look up other movies and they're labeled as 2019 as well. I want to say um, Sound of Metal supposedly like, yes, Sound of Metal is listed on IMDb as a 2019 movie. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't know about its eligibility because, uh, you know, award seasons, when you go on IMDb, it's like when it debuted in award seasons, but that I don't know. I think it debuted in award season in 2018, though. Okay, well, I'm not, then... I'm not sure if it was eligible. Though you're not the first person to tell me that this movie was bomb.com, and also if it wasn't eligible this year, it was last year. Yeah, and I just think it's starring Julia Garner and directed by Kitty Green, and I think it it tackles a lot of a, a lot of important issues in a very grounded, in, in a similar way to very different movies, but in a similar way to Sound of Metal, where it's just very like it puts you in. The, the situation you 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 it's very visceral in that way um mm-hmm. so i i'm kind of bummed that that didn't get more buzz or talked about when it comes to this stuff but talking about people bring a palm spring that's great because i i really enjoyed that movie but when you're like but oscars like i don't similar to i've seen some people being like you know it was a travesty that avengers endgame wasn't nominated for oscars like i actually listen i really liked avengers endgame that's crazy talk. Like for the Oscars, like come on, man. But we have a question yeah. here: Why from Fly Guy Tie? Why do we as a society continue to give attention to award ceremonies like the Oscars when most years people are unhappy with their nominations slash winners? And I think I, I'd like to know your thoughts on that because when I saw that question, I thought about it a little bit, and it is interesting to think about how award shows exist in this weird nether region where you're not just awarding the most popular movies. That's like the MTV Teen Choice Awards. That's what that is. You know what I mean? Like, right. But so you're, it's supposed to be the best of the best, but rarely we, we, there's a term for it, Oscar bait. Like there's movies that d- deliberately play to the sensibilities of what is primarily an older white male voting pool. Like, you know what I mean? And that's the sensibility mm-hmm. it plays to. So it's almost like a no win. You're not doing the most popular movies, but you're also not necessarily awarding the best movies. Like so, so it, it's interesting, and I want to know your your kind of thoughts on that. But my thoughts on how it's done, or how it should be done better, or because I, I agree with everything you just said. I guess I, do, do should we keep giving attention to these the award shows like do they even really matter and should we change it up should it skew more popular should should the the voting pool be more diverse so maybe you get more more i mean obviously that obviously that part for sure but the reason i think that they do matter and the reason that i i'm a and i am the only person i know it left at this point but i'm a huge award show fan Mm -hmm. i love i love the oscars and the emmys those two in particular even though they miss the mark often. But I will tell you, DJ, that had Minari not been nominated for Best Picture, I never would have saw it. Yeah. Had Sound of Metal not been nominated for Best Picture, I never was going to watch it. Yeah. There were some that I probably would have watched. I probably would have seen Judas and the Black Messiah anyway. I probably would have seen, I mean, I definitely would have seen Bora anyway. And that's something that I do think probably should have been nominated for Best Picture. That wasn't. Uh, I, I probably never would have watched promising young woman or 
Uh, no, that I might have seen. I don't think I would have seen Trial Chicago 7. I definitely would have seen Nomadland. This year did a lot of, because there weren't those big, big budget movies the yeah. same way. There's a lot of more indies and yeah. storytelling movies. And I wouldn't have seen any of them had it not been for the Oscars. Yeah. And that's not because my job is to talk about Oscar movies. It's because every year when the Oscar movies are announced, since I was a little girl, yeah. I want to watch all the Oscar movies. Yeah. And so that's cool that this movie, Minari, mm-hmm. is getting seen by people because it's nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And people who would never would have watched it otherwise. So it really does have the ability to shed light on movies that are that are getting majorly shaded because of lack of attention. Yeah. So for that reason, I love it. I also love celebrating people who deserve to be celebrated. And again, they get it wrong sometimes, but... Yeah. When Chadwick Boseman won last night, it's just my assumption of, of what happened. <laughs> I feel like it's a good one. <laughs> these are these are the things that it's like, it, these moments feel like they matter. And I know that not everything's about an award, but even the acknowledgement that, you're pe- that people think you're, you've worked your life to do something. You just talked about Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Riz Ahmed. Hours and hours a day, learning to do this, to respect the community that he is trying to portray. Yeah. I think that he deserves to be acknowledged in that. And yeah, I love award shows and I love, and so do I think that we should give the awards differently and choose different movies sometimes? Yeah, all the time, (laughs) all the time. This year didn't have the most snubs for me because it didn't have the most movies that I watched. Yeah. But usually when the Oscar nominations come out, I flip a table like, you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll never forget, uh, uh, when Jake Gyllenhaal got snubbed for Nightcrawler yeah. and didn't even get nominated. And I was like, did you guys even fucking watch them? <laughs> like I was screaming because as an actress who's been acting since I was three years old, and this is all I've ever wanted to do. If I turn out a performance like Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler ever, mm-hmm. and it's not acknowledged, I'm going to punch somebody in the face. because mm-hmm. That was one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. And it's not even nominated. Yeah, yeah. Egregious. The Oscars hate Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know why, but they do. Um, so even though sometimes they make me want to flip out, they still make me do things like watch Parasite or watch Minari or, you know, and not just me, people. Oh, I think that's a great, I think that's a great take. And I'm excited to, I I hope that, you know, the Oscar voting pool continues to get more, um, diverse. And I do feel like this might be the most diverse best picture lineup I've seen in a very long time. Um, so that's, that's all really Really exciting. The other thing we wanted to talk about this week, you might be you might be sitting there going like, "Wait, why aren't you talking about Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat draft Friday." Uh, well, we record this Friday, uh, and th- we were not we did not get screeners. Uh, well, which is which is kind of unusual, except now that we've seen critical response of it, maybe uh, we I we know now why they were kind of cagey with it. Right now, Mortal Kombat sitting uh, as of this recording is sitting at a fifty one percent. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not doing. Take a great. guess, though, DJ. Like, if you had to review this movie right now, what do you think? I think I would probably be along the lines of a lot of people I'm seeing online, where like, listen, I can't defend a lot of the creative choices in this movie, but I loved it. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's not. I can't. I, I will think not. I'm there too. Yeah, I would not argue that it's a good movie, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> I have a feeling that it's going to be like, that was awesome. Not good, yeah. but awesome. Yes, yes. I also will say probably the condition in which I watch this movie will benefit 
uh the, the experience uh, you're talking about being tired right yeah i'm gonna be so yeah. <laughs> tired i'm gonna be so tired because we had to stay up late last night to watch falcon and the winter soldier um yep, yep. The other big news that dropped this week is the fact that Sony and Disney have uh, are back together again. They're 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 more committed than ever. They've made a deal that basically, and Roxy, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Um, essentially, uh, Sony movies will go to Netflix. They will go to theaters. Then they will go to Netflix, and then they will go to Disney platforms, uh, which is where yes, they correct. they will live for uh, a longer amount of time. This applies to movies. The deal is twenty twenty two to twenty twenty six. Yes, for some the movies yeah. released through that time. So obviously, some of the movies released in twenty twenty six will be living on Disney platforms after that. And I saw a lot of. Normally, we don't really talk about this sort of thing because like whatever but it did lead a lot of speculation online to what this meant to spider-man properties mm-hmm. uh leonard kim in the discord chat says do you think this could be a step towards a possibility of sony spider-verse and the mcu merging or is that just wishful thinking what do you what do you think this means for you know we just laid out the deal beyond the deal what do you think this means towards marvel and sony's relationship to the spider-man character I don't think it means much to be honest. Yeah. I think it's I think that it's great that we have all of the Spider-Man movies on the Disney platform now because that's where Spidey to me should live and does mm-hmm. live. Uh, but what I think this is more about and I will say there's an excellent article by Scott Mendelson on Forbes who kind of breaks down why this might be Sony's smartest move yet. Mm-hmm. Because they are playing in these streaming wars without a streaming service and that might just make them one of the winners of the streaming wars because they are a free agent. And so they just get to get the money (laughs) and they're so valuable, you know, so they're not creating that Sony platform because then they don't have to, you know, compete with the peacocks and all all the other ones (laughs) that are upcoming, but they get to do things like Netflix. You want us for a little bit? I boo. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want us over here on Disney plus. Okay. Like, and they're one of the only free agents in town. So they're getting, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for properties because everybody's trying to grab right now. So I think it means more for Sony as a business and all of their properties. And that's what it's really focused on. And I don't think it has anything to do with now we're going to see Spider-Man go to Mar, go to Disney. Yeah. Although that already is partially seemingly in the works through the years. This just didn't seem like, it made a difference in that. I'm not saying it stopped that, but I don't think it pushed that forward more. I think it just kind of is what it is. I do think it is a good, I 100% agree with you. I do think it is a good sign for it. It says to me that the relationship is in a good place. Yeah, that's true. And so any negotiation moving, and especially if a lot of people, if it's profitable for everybody having Spider-Man movies on Disney plus, we'll get more Spider-Man movies that end up on Disney plus. Like that's, that's how, that's how this country works. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. When you just said that, it gave me total flashbacks. So remember that the percentage, the 25% or what percentage, <laughs> like all the, the big fights. So you are right, DJ, that this does mean that they're at least on speaking terms. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might be exes, but they are for sure. They've, they've started sliding in the DMs again. They've, so Yep, absolutely. Um, and I saw like tweets that were like, this means we're going to get another Tom Holland trilogy of Spider-Man movies and maybe a spectacular Spider-Man season two. And it's like, oh, slow your roll on any of that um uh i do hope that it might mean that spectacular spider-man uh the animated series goes to 
Disney Plus because that is, uh, I think, the best adaptation of Spider-Man outside of the comics. Uh, and Whoa. I would like more people to be able to see it. Um, also, having a streaming home for Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies would not be the worst for me. Uh, Davey Backwards Dab says, if Marvel and Sony agree to be a single timeline continuity together, what would be the first thing you'd like to see put out? Maybe a Sinister Six mixed with both MCU and Sony villains or a uh, Beyond Secret War scenario or something else. If this does mean a more cohesive relationship between the two, dream the big dream, shoot your shot. What would you like to see come out of that? I mean, everybody's talking about wanting to see a Sinister Six movie. Like, everybody wants to see Sinister Six. So, like, I guess I get, but I don't know. I don't know that we're that we're there yet. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> We've got maybe want, four. We've got maybe a Sinister Four. We need. <laughs> what I don't want to see is Justice League jumping too quickly. You know, mm-hmm. like I want to build to whatever we're doing. So, I'm a, I'm a slow burn kind of gal. So I don't know. I don't know if there is a. I what I want to see are good movies. Very true. Very true. <laughs> and I kind of hope maybe maybe this relationship. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate to see. You know, I know people's feelings on the Venom movie are mixed. For me, I love Venom, but he's a Spider-Man character, and I want to see him interact with Spider-Man. I don't want to see Venom not interacting with spider-man I, I you know what i mean like so i'm hoping that maybe we might be able to see tom hardy's venom interact with tom holland spider-man in some way maybe this relationship with marvel means less like if i'm being candid i don't really want a craven the hunter movie sorry i don't need it <laughs> um that's okay uh, yeah i don't, I don't think it. you're gonna get much heat for that and i honestly don't really want a sinister six movie i'd rather see like maybe a fun now with with how everybody is on board with zemo a thunderbolts movie with maybe like uh, Michael Keaton's vulture thrown in there. You yeah, know that I mean? would like, be that would be really effing cool. Yeah, that maybe would be we really can segue cool. some Spider-Man characters into more Marvel stuff as opposed to like I get what I get what you're trying to do, Sony. You want you got Spider-Man, you want to make the most out of it, but like I'm I not think, trying to be ageist right now though. But DJ, how old is Michael Keaton? You know, great point, solid point. Uh, I'm just saying, like of of the Spider-Man villains that could show <laughs> up and stuff. I would rather see Michael Keaton's Vulture than than Morbius. Yeah, <laughs> no, I Jared Leto's I totally, Morbius. I totally feel you. I am looking this up though right now because, especially as we are going to be seeing him it, on the other side of the pond soon. Yeah. How old confirmed? Is confirmed, by the way. And also, yeah. did we talk about this? Did we talk about when when he was talking about maybe not being in Flash? Because I think he had the best yes. reason in the Co- world. COVID. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I kind of don't want to die to make a movie. I'm like, ah, that's a <laughs> solid. That's a solid point. <laughs> None of us could argue with it. It was like, yep. Yeah. Uh, so he he's going to be 70 in September. It's so. not too bad. No, no, they just have we've, to start filming. Yeah, we've got guys <laughs> running the country that are older than that. Oh. That is that is so true. Yeah, so yeah. many of them. So you many. Know, of them. Is that? Are you saying that the last five years have been a good indication that? Okay. Well. Yeah, you know. Hey, listen. It's not. I, I also don't want to be ageist, but at a certain point, you know, it's good to let other people do things. <laughs> but but I also believe that Betty White could play a villain in any of these. Would movies, love it. So. Listen, if we got a WandaVision season two, it needs to include Betty White. Is all we're saying. Next time, I am pitching that. I think it's a really solid pitch. Um, yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see where this goes. Uh, Nathan, the man says, uh, and what about the Netflix deal? Kind of feels kind of bad for them. I don't know if it is 
bad. I don't think this affects the Netflix deal, really. Not at all. Yeah. No, it just means when the they already guaranteed Netflix a period of time. And when that period of time's over, what the hell does Netflix care where it goes? Mm-hmm. I mean, they might care, but they don't get a, they don't get any say in it. They don't get say, yeah, they they might care, but it's not if they wanted it, they needed more money. And, and also, I think I was reading an article that was talking about the Snyder Cut numbers on HBO, and they were comparing it to Netflix, and they were saying, well, the one caveat with the Netflix numbers is you've got to understand that they already have this amount of people, yeah, and yeah. experts are saying that is probably the most amount of people they could possibly get. So I don't know if Netflix is. Uh, sweating uh, other than other than the fact that there are literally are no more people they could possibly get I don't know if they're sweating like what Sony's doing after with those movies outside of their window very true very true they've got other fish to fry oh boy howdy do they um yeah so that's that is that hopefully it leads to more cool Spider-Man stuff um Roxy before we before we wrap up today Remind yeah. the kids at home where they can find you and what you're up to. All over the place at Roxy Stryer, the World Girls, also on Wednesdays and Sundays, uh, and live at the Roxy, which is six days a week ish now, sometimes mm-hmm. seven, depending on how generous I'm feeling. We on the World Girls this past Wednesday did a tarot card reading in which um, I don't know that I believe in that stuff. However, the tarot card reader told me. Um, the thing you need to do is stop working the hours you're working. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't I, disagree. <laughs> I'm going to respond to her by saying, I will see you live at the Roxy every day. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, that's interesting. The The new project I'm, I'm working on has some relations to the tarot. So that's some interesting. Uh, it was wild, DJ. It was wild. I really like this girl a mm-hmm. lot. And so when you like somebody, you want to believe them mm-hmm. i also am a believer in science and only science yeah and so i have a really hard time with anything that's like any mediums or tarot p- readers or because i just have a really hard time with that yeah i'm pretty i'm I, at this point in my life you know i was raised up raised pretty hardcore christian uh i'm pretty agnostic when it comes to that stuff i i definitely have my beliefs but i also like you don't know you don't know what you don't know you, know you what don't mean? know like, what you don't know and we've we've barely if you know we've landed on the moon and we parked some trash on mars we barely left our backyard so you don't know what's out there i am kind of cool what's happening on mars right now though yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. so i'm i am i am suspicious of uh mediums and stuff like that um they're great for stories they're great it's great material for writing and stuff like that but in the real world i don't know but i also again and you don't know what you don't know uh don't know. Yeah, so so um I, I know i have some beliefs that are probably out there for some people uh, uh some of some creators i really admire have some really out there beliefs um and we're all just kind of figuring it out together but i so wait so the can people go watch the tarot card thing right now yeah yeah you can youtube.com slash the world girls it's uh it it was you if you want to see me uncomfortable my other two co-hosts like love that kind of stuff and i'm like bitter okay 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 you're like no i'm gonna prove you wrong well she said you need to be open i said i am open i just don't like what you're saying (laughs) that go please go check that out please go support that 
Uh, if you want to know more about my upcoming projects, there's going to be there's going to be stuff coming soon. You can follow me at DJ Talks Trash. If you want to see that stuff early, please do that at patreoncom answers. If you want to watch this show live, you can do that patreoncom answers. If you want to see episodes early, you know where you can do that. It's at patreoncom answers. If you want to follow the show, you can do that everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers. But on Twitter. Yank out the vowels from stupid. That's uh, what the psychic tells us. That, that is what the psychic. Roxy, you'll be our psychic. Mm-hmm. You'll That's be what our. I'm saying, DJ. Please like, please subscribe, please share, please give us five star reviews on iTunes. All of that fun stuff. There's going to be a question on this episode uh, for. Uh, uh, on, on for li- those listening on Spotify, I haven't figured out what it is yet, but I will by the time this is up, and I won't forget to post it to the episode like I did last week. I swear to God, I swear to God, I won't forget. So, Maybe an Oscar question: What was the biggest surprise or snub? T- tell us, and we know because we've we seen already it. Know, but spoilers, we won't tell you. Just let us know on the, on. on the episode and we'll see y'all soon. Bye everybody.